Oh, good. Let's do it. <laughs> What's going on, Wes? What's up, man? Just uh, having a nice holiday here, enjoying our friends in chat. What's up, friends? What's up, Mark Smith? Good to see you. Mm -hmm. Mark Smith, thinking that the show wasn't going to start on time. Uh, we, we, we see what you're thinking, man. We see what you're thinking. And, and even though we weren't ready to start, well, we couldn't have you be right. We just went live anyway. How does that work? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're totally ill-prepared now because we didn't take our extra five minutes, our customary five minutes of saying what's up before we hit the button exactly exactly hey did you um i i'm very curious about how your holidays went but i gotta say um i saw a commercial on tv that that hit me right in the feels wes um there was a there was a commercial that somebody opened you know they're all sitting around the christmas tree and uh and one of one of the people opens a gift and it says uh, a star has been named uh you know, in your honor and whatever the whole thing, like it's like a star registry type thing. Right. And it was like this very emotional type thing. And one guy that was kind of hovering over the rest of the family, watching the presents being opened, starts giggling. And then you like, then it goes into like a full on fucking roar. Right. He just can't stop laughing at the ridiculousness of the present. And I was just like, and then it's like, and then it's like K jewelers buy them something they fucking want. Like that was the actual commercial. It was like, don't, don't name a star after somebody. And I was like, shit, I have absolutely named a star after somebody in the last year. <laughs> like, is that, is that, oh, the, have you? is that the appropriate, well, when somebody passes away, man, I was like, oh, I thought it was a really nice gesture. Like, Hey, I, na I named this star after your mom. And I thought that was a nice gesture. Do, is, is the real reaction, uh, laughter or, or, or I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like this commercial, it won't, it, it won't stop fucking with my head. I think it's very indicative of uh, the way people have changed over the last few years, to be quite honest. Because at least, you know, when I was growing up or, and as I was a young adult, we would always take a moment, you know, after opening gifts to kind of reflect upon the real meaning of the season. Oh, and you just don't see that much anymore, right? Now it's it's just all materialism. What did you get? What did I get? Nobody even pauses for a moment to even be thankful for all the blessings in our life. So, I mean, I guess in that way, um, it's quite revealing, uh, that this commercial very, uh, very, uh, apropos, I guess, uh, so to speak, maybe we all need to, uh, slow down with our, uh, our, our gifts and, and start giving, uh, stars or, uh, you could, uh, carve out a one foot by one foot parcel of land in scotland and and make somebody a lord with the, uh, no way. what's the name of that service? I don't know, but I yeah, want that. I want to do that now. Whatever. Yeah, you can you can make you can make me a lord, Brian. I could be Lord West Dillon for just a few few small dollars. <laughs> um, I can be a lord in Scotland. That's awesome. Maybe is this a new console wars? Is it like jewelry versus star registry? Like this is <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Uh, never. Yeah, you know what, man? I, I think I've spent too much time thinking about this. The, the sh we actually got the show started on time. It's six oh three, and we haven't even. We haven't even started this thing. Okay, let's go, man. You ready? Let's go. Ready. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday. 
West Day and Two Eyes Friday. You know what? I, I hate I hate all of these things now. Um, like, I want can we can we just can we just rewrite uh, all of Gamescast Live start to finish like rescript the entire thing? My is Brian Poffinishan right here, PSVR without parole, and to my right, the lovely is always West Dylan from the ever so famous Virtual Strangers YouTube channel. What's going on? What's up, Brian? You know what? I noticed on Friday that you just didn't even do it, man. You're just like to hell with all that stuff. It's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, damn it. And uh, I got to respect you for standing up for what you believe in, man. Well, it's tough, man. It's tough because, you know, every everybody in the chat, it's nonstop arguing, it's bickering. And I feel like dad sometimes, right? It's like, settle down, everybody. I'll turn this car right around if you don't chill the fuck out, right? It's like, they're like, oh, it's going to be Monday, Jay, or Monday Day, or Monday, or it's going to be West Nest Day, or West Day, or, and then, and then we go, uh, old, old school game cat, uh, who's, who's just, super pissed off about the entire two wise friday thing and i'm like man we're not gonna please everybody all the time and uh and as as uh, as mitch hedberg says last night all those people were at my show uh guys we do this show all the fucking time uh every monday wednesday and friday 6 p.m eastern we do it live right here on youtube for your viewing pleasure and if you don't like staring at our faces we totally understand you that's cool you got things to do maybe you have a long drive ahead of you you need to occupy some of that long drive. The quiet is just too much to bear. So make sure you head out and check out PSVR Gamescast Live on podcast services of your choice for, that's right, your oral pleasure. Wes, we have a few tips just to get the show started. Uh, you ready to run down these things? Uh, yes, please. But uh, before we do, I just want to point out that Xenomorph uh, points out that established titles is a scam which is what we were just talking about a moment ago yeah. so i guess i can't really legally be lord west dealing which is uh heartbreaking aren't aren't titles kind of a scam to begin with whether they're the true. the the purchased ones or the achieved ones it's all just a naming convention and we've decided as a society to go along with it uh it's all a scam don't don't let it fool you. We're all just glitches inside right. the matrix. Waleed is now a game cat, specifically a white tiger with the Canadian $2 tip says, it should be, oh, here we fucking go, dude. We didn't even get five minutes into the show before <laughs> people are already arguing about what it should be. He says it should be West Nest Day. West Day is too generic. I agree. I, I think we started this and it was supposed to be West Nest Day. Um, it, well, here's the thing. And here was my whole, my whole thinking behind calling it West Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wednesday is spelled Wednesday, but no one calls it that, right? Right. Everyone says Wednesday. So my thinking is it should be spelled <laughs> Wednesday and pronounced <laughs> Wednesday. I mean, I get it, but that's that's pretty heady, man. That's pretty heady. I think you're asking a lot uh, for the for the casual viewer to understand what the fuck is going on around here, uh, yeah, because well, nobody nobody knows what's going on. Because even with that explanation, I'm still not totally sure I follow. Man, bear pig game cat <laughs> with the two dollar tip says, "Curious why Sony." Here we go, man. We're just gonna change the we're just gonna change the title of the video right now. This this could be a 45 minute discussion right here. Curious why Sony didn't market PSVR two with Christmas ads. Do you want to take this one, Wes? Uh, I'm curious why Sony didn't market PSVR 2. Period. Period. <laughs> at all. Like, we've seen one trailer a couple of times. I think, I don't even know if we've seen the trailer anywhere outside of uh, the blog. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe YouTube. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why they haven't promoted PS5, for that matter. Maybe they feel like they don't need to. I don't know. I'm going to ask them. If I, see, if I see Jim Ryan next week, 
Uh, I'm going to ask him personally, what's the deal, bro? I mean, so I, I, I'm kind of of two minds about this. Obviously, as somebody who wants PSVR 2 to succeed uh, as much as possible and have it be as the most popular headset of all time, uh, I, I want this thing to be marketed the fuck out of. I, I want it to be marketed nonstop. I want it every time I turn my TV on, every time I stream something on Hulu, I just want there to be a PSVR 2 commercial to start everything off. I, I think reasonably, though, uh, they you can't just go on Amazon.com uh, in, in a lot of territories and order a PSVR 2 headset yet, right? They're still doing like this sort of limited pre-order deal. Uh, and I think that maybe CES will be the point where they say, okay, now now pre-orders are open for everybody, no matter where you are. We've taken care of the people who made sure, you know, who, who really were uh, invested in this. Uh, we made sure to, to go above and beyond to let people order directly from us. Uh, we want to make sure that scalpers weren't an issue this time around. Uh, and and here you go. Now, uh, if you said if if you decided to throw caution to the wind and not order it yet, well, now it's open for everybody. Scalpers be damned. Like do whatever do whatever you got to do. Um, and then that's uh, when the marketing would kick off too. Exactly. And I think it's fair to point out that we are in a time of transition. And I'm not just talking uh, solely about, you know, the the way the supply chain has restructured over the last few years. But we as a society are moving kind of out of the old world into the new digital world where most of the people are getting their entertainment uh, on, on the Internet versus the old cable and, and network style. Uh, mo- a lot more people are shopping online versus buying things in brick and mortar stores. I mean, we even we're even getting our consoles now with the you know disc version or the di- the digital version. So I think we're all kind of uh, in this kind of in between space now as we transition fully into a digital society. And I think from a marketing standpoint, it, it's kind of hard for uh, a corporation like Sony to know you know where to to put their eggs, so to speak, because everything's changing so quickly that that i mean you, when you're talking about putting millions of dollars on the line for advertisement campaigns and things like that yeah. uh you, you want to make sure you don't make the wrong move so it's kind of understandable uh the, with the current state of the world that uh that everything kind of just seems to be in flux right now yeah and i and i know i've said it a thousand times but it's worth repeating once more that we know that Sony wanted to make sure that PlayStation 5, because there is no PSVR 2 without a PlayStation 5, and there's no PlayStation brand without a PlayStation 5, that PS5 get the full attention one more time this holiday season. That's what those God of War bundles were all about, and that's what the focus on God of War was all about. Um, and so now that you know they've, they've given PS5 two full holiday seasons, now they can go, okay, that's taken care of. Let's start talking about what else you can do with this $500 machine you just bought. Um, uh, Wando Kirnando, which I feel like I did not give enough gusto to because it's uh, on eight on Mondays. Uh, AJ does the whole. Are you ready for this, Wes? Wando Kirnando with the 20 euro says, whoop, whoop, West Day, whoop, whoop. You're welcome. What up? You're welcome. Uh, Thank you. That was awesome. I hope I made AJ proud. That's that's really like when I get out of bed every day. Uh, you know, I, I open one eye, and go, oh man, I hope there's coffee. And that's for, that's thought number one. Thought number two is, how can I make AJ proud today? And then every night I go to bed uh, and I'm realizing that I'm a total fucking failure. Yeah. Well, every day, every morning when I wake up, I'm just like, ah, oh, all right, yeah, okay, I guess I'll do it again. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is going to be one of those shows. Oh, AJ's in the chat. He's doing his best. So proud. Thank you very much. Uh, we got one more tip as well before we get the show really started. Sorry, Genesis Quad. Genesis Quad is like, Jesus Christ, are these guys going to talk about anything yet? The answer is no. Uh, eight goddamn minutes, Genesis Quad. That's the rule. Minimum of eight goddamn minutes of chit chat. Uh, Sadukar, Seventh Legion, with the two quid, says, I'm Scottish. Established titles con everyone. Um, just, a, just a heads up. Uh, every time I go on Fortnite, I look for Sadukar, Seventh Legion, because I promised him we would play together. And every time I jump on, I go, My first game has to be with Sadukar if he's on. Um, so just nobody. I'm looking out. I'm looking out. You know, uh, Wes, I don't feel like we've given the viewers enough attention quite yet. Um, so like we like we like to do on Gamescast Live, I like to kick things off with a little bit of a viewer takeover question. Uh, and if you guys don't know how you can leave a viewer takeover question, well, a couple ways you can get your thoughts or your questions onto the show. You can tip in the chat like everyone else has been doing so far, uh, and that definitely distracts us for a little bit. Or you can go over to Discord, click the link in the description below, uh, and join our Discord. Over there, there's a viewer takeover channel. You can leave your questions. I always scour them before the show, uh, and then that's a great way to get it into the show without paying a penny. Also, while you're clicking links in the description, go subscribe to Virtual Strangers. Uh, that, that link is in there too. Uh, you've, got, you've got some big end of the year stuff coming up, right? It's not going to happen end of the year so much. Or when, when when's the actual plan for this, Wes? Let's get everybody on the same page. Uh, typically, we go uh, first week of January. Like we will go on the second or third. But as you all know, I am not going to be here uh, during this time frame. Uh, we, we thought for a moment about moving the 2022 show up into actual 2022. Uh, but then I got sick and then our schedules didn't really line up and work out. So we're actually going to go the week after I return from CES. So it's going to be something like mid January, like 14th, 15th. I think it's on the 15th that we're doing the 2022 show, but, uh, the award categories have all been listed. All the nominees are named. There are polls on our discord that are active right now and will be up for the next two or three days. So, uh, those of you who are uh, members of our community, please Go vote. That way, the games that you feel deserve to be recognized Wanderer. Uh, will be recognized. Wanderer. Yeah. <laughs> Wanderer definitely won with uh, the most nominations. Uh, I haven't counted it all up, but I know that to be a fact uh, because it's such an awesome game and uh, deserved to uh, to be recognized as such. Also, fuck you, Game Awards. Didn't even nominate Wanderer as one of the best VR games of the year. So let's... Let's fix that. Everybody go over to Virtual Strangers Discord, click on every single poll you find, and vote for a wanderer whenever possible. Spoilers, that's what I did. And then I even then I even got Wes to write in Wanderer on one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I forget which it was like a storytelling Story, yeah. or yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> so yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned that, man, because um it was a big topic of discussion when we went live on Monday. Uh you know, we don't have the biggest platform, obviously. We've got a couple thousand subscribers. We're growing pretty well, but uh, obviously we're not on the level of like the VR awards or the Upload VR or Road to VR, any of that stuff. But as I look around the, the VR news landscape, um, I see time and time again these games that really don't deserve to win are winning all of these Game of the Year awards. So for that reason, I kind of feel like we are the real VR awards. We're the ones here recognizing the games that deserve to be recognized and representing the gamers, uh, unlike Upload VR, who made What the Bat their VR game of the year for 2022. 
So uh, yeah, we're pretty we're carrying that mantle this year, and uh, we very much appreciate everyone who participates in, uh, in in our thing. Yeah, nothing nothing against what's the what the bat, of course. I mean that's yeah could be uh, could be great. Just seriously, yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, let's see. Getting back to viewer takeover, right? Viewer takeover. Uh, our first one comes to us from GC13, the Diet Pepsi Cat. Says, "Will there ever come a day?" that we stop bitching about the lowest bar headset. Right now it's the Quest 2, but will there ever be a day we don't have a low bar headset? Wes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to kick this off and say, uh, we're going to bitch about the lowest bar headset, the, the, the one with the lowest capabilities, as long as there is a substantial difference uh when it comes to when when you look at what's happening right now, I still think we're in kind of like Gen One of VR. You know, even though Gen One has sort of gone through a bunch of different phases, um, the the difference between console VR and PC VR and what Quest Two is capable of right now is enormous. I think I think when we get to the point where it's like kind of like I don't know the PS Three generation, right, where everything's capable of something pretty impressive. And like the, the different headsets just have varying levels of that. Some of them are going to be way beyond, but even the baseline, the bottom of the, the bottom of the barrel, not when the lowest bar headset, as uh, GC13 puts it, when when the lowest bar is a pre, still a pretty high bar, that's when we stop bitching. I don't think people are ever going to stop bitching, at least not anytime soon. Um, I think we'll we'll see varying levels of it. I, th- I think we could see a lot less of it at certain times. But as long as PC gaming and, and, and the PC platform remains modular, meaning that people can update their machines every year, then that platform obviously is going to have a uh, most of the time have an advantage in terms of capabilities, which means those out there who are trying to push the limits of what VR is capable of uh, are always going to be able to do a little bit more on PC from a technical standpoint and of course there will be times like in 2023 2024 where ps5 and psvr is going to pull ahead for a little while and i'm sure standalone will do the same thing at at certain points with certain technical uh advances Uh, i think um i think when cloud gaming really takes hold i think that that's going to really even the playing field across all platforms uh, because everything's going to be like a supercharged pc at that point Mm. Uh, but until then, I, I think there's a, there's going to be a varying level of people bitching about their the other platform, the one that they don't play on, holding things back in in some way, shape, or form. So it, it's been like this for for decades. I, I wouldn't consider, uh, I wouldn't think that it's going to change anytime soon. Yeah, I, I think I think for me personally, I mean, I guess I guess it's a completely different answer when you go, oh, the you know. VR YouTubers and, and VR gamers as a whole, right? We we all have our you know, specific standards that we hold things to. Uh, for me specifically, it's once everything looks good enough, because we've heard for years now, especially with PSVR 1, people people would try it and go, eh, it's not quite there yet. And they meant that for so many different reasons. But a good reason that they would say all the time was because everything kind of looks like a PS2 game. And the, once everything, you know, on every platform looks like a PS4 game, I'm going to be pretty happy regardless of what headset it is. Um, but Varglesoft in the chat uh, reminds us that uh, that people are still complaining that 
the Series S is holding back the Series X, and then again on top of that, current gen gaming as a whole. So I, I, yeah, I think you're right. I don't I don't think people are ever going to stop complaining uh, as long as there's a cheap, affordable headset out there that people are interested in and that people are purchasing in. There's going to be a lot of complaining about it. Right, and it, and it's even more so with VR than it is with flat gaming because there's so ma- many more aspects what makes a vr experience than just what the game looks like right for example people are going to keep complaining about this wire on psvr2 until there's a wireless solution whether that be a new headset or or a dongle of some sort that makes it wireless Um, and then people will get over that the next thing is going to be mixed reality Uh, we fully expect that the quest 3 will be out next year it's going to be heavily focused on mixed reality gaming there are already games being developed for it by the major studios and uh how much that takes off remains to be seen but if that turns out to be a popular thing then people are going to start complaining about pcvr not having proper pass-through support it's just a never-ending cycle and and we will eventually begin to level out and have a little more parity but again, it's going to take some time to get there. I'm just looking forward to the point where we're getting so many games that we don't even have to talk about this kind of stuff on the show anymore. Like we can just kind of, it can be this thing that's happening in the background, kind of like a low rumble or murmur and that we can just sort of talk over uh, and uh, and just talk about the fucking great games we're playing. That's the most important thing for me. So. Well, the answer has always been the same thing for, for us, people who are gaming focused. Right. exclusives exclusives are are the antidote for all of this because you don't have to bitch about quest 2 holding us back if sony's releasing a banger every other month for, for psvr2 it doesn't matter what quest 2 does at that point because the exclusives are there yeah it's an excellent point i agree with you um games will trump everything every time yeah. Agreed. speaking of games and psvr2 uh the slow trickle of PSVR 2 upgrades, uh, different developers finally kind of coming out of the woodwork and talking about their plans for their PSVR 1 games on PSVR 2 uh, continues. I feel like every single week, Wes, it's another developer being like, oh, hey, just wanted to let you guys know, here's something that we're doing. And uh, and the something that we're doing this week comes to us from Alchemy Labs. Uh, thank you to everybody who tagged me in this tweet. Um, it came to us from, let's get this right, Obi at Obi1's Auto one, auto one, OB one's auto one. Why can't I speak, Wes? Um, he he actually he actually tweeted at Alchemy Labs and says, "Any chance of seeing virtual recality on PSVR two as an update?" Their response, which I think was very informative, uh, probably more information. And, and, and what a strange way to get this information, West. Like no, right? Like we're just going to respond to someone who's tweeting at them. Just some, I don't know. Uh, but but well done, Obi. This is exactly what we've been talking about uh, on the show. Like make sure, um, you know, your voice is heard. Make sure they people know the different studios know that you want a PSVR two version of the games that you're interested in. So good job, man. This is exactly what I've been telling people to do. Like tweet at them and, and email them and message them and uh, and do whatever you can so they know we want their games on PSVR two. Um, Alchemy respectfully uh, responds by saying no plans at the moment. We're afraid. But that's not to say it won't happen. We are first working on porting job and vacation sim over to PSVR 2 in early 2023. Uh, this tweet does go on to uh, to say uh, there's no, uh, they don't have any plans uh, yet uh, as to how they're going to sell this thing. Uh, job sim and vacation sim, for all we know, could be you're going to have to buy them all over again. 
uh, or you might get a free upgrade. They said they don't, they haven't quite figured that, that out yet. Uh, so what do you think of this? First and foremost, they're saying, uh, they're not working on virtual recality for PSVR two. Let's start there, Wes. What do you think of that? I'm not very surprised by that. It wasn't the most highly rated uh, VR title in the world to begin with. It's not the most popular thing. Most people who enjoy that kind of game uh, will be better served playing Trober or Accounting Plus or something. So I'm not I'm not super surprised that they haven't decided to bring that that one over. Um, yet, do, I mean, yet. also, like, I mean, they don't. It's not like Alchemy owns the Rick and Morty license. Like, we have no idea how they were uh, contracted to do that. So, so yeah. So I, I don't I don't find it to be a surprise at all that this is sort of on the bottom of their priority list. Like maybe once they get you know Cosmonius High out, once they get Job and Vacation Sim out, then they'd be like, okay, well, this would be pretty pretty easy to port this over. Let's talk to, I mean, whoever owns it, right? Dan Harmon, in in company, yeah. Yeah, Looper the underground. I think it's one of these. Uh, I'm sorry. I think it's one of these situations where they don't have any plans on bringing it over, but they want to like, you know, they don't want to ever say never because what if it turns out that PSVR two blows up and there's like 20 million headsets out there in two or three years and people are buying everything on the store. In that case. Of course, they'll bring it over. Yeah. I mean, Looper the Underground Game Cat with the two euros says, looks like they know which of their games are good. Um, it's true. It's, it's certainly not one of their better games. Um, it, it, I don't want to call it a you know cash grab or anything, but it was super short. And uh, and it was you know maybe fun while it lasted, but it didn't last long enough to really warrant the $35 price tag when it came out. I think it was super expensive for what it was. Um so who knows? Yeah, absolutely. And and so I guess that brings us to uh, Josh76's question, right? Because Josh76 in Discord asked, do you believe that most PSVR devs are going to make their PSVR game playable on PSVR 2? And part two of that question is, are they awaiting, are they waiting for the market to dictate whether they should be charging for the upgrade? Uh, you know, referencing Moss being the first, uh, the first two games. Polyarch's games, Moss Book 1 and 2, being the first two games that we're going to actually going to be charging again for on PSVR 2. Um, so let's, let's, let's kind of alter Josh's question a bit. Do you think that these will be paid upgrades or will people have to buy them all over again? You're talking about specifically job sim and vacation sim? Yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, they'll probably be free. Now, the, the exception of that being if they're working on like an upgraded enhanced version with new features, which actually in the in the case of these games makes a whole lot of sense because it's all about using your hands in these games. And as we know, PSVR 2 gives you a lot more capabilities of what you can do with your hands. Yeah. So if they're planning on imp- implementing next gen features, um, they might. Uh, they might charge for it. Now, does that mean buying buying the the whole game over again? Not necessarily. They could charge like five or ten dollars for a, for a next gen upgrade. Uh, but if it's a straight one to one port, which is what I expect it probably to be, I don't think uh, at the end of the day that they'll charge anyone for that because who's going to buy it again anyway? Not many. Uh- Trying to bring up a vacation simulator uh, <laughs> trailer just to have something else playing here, rather. Uh, there we go. Uh, well, so okay, so, so, that, so that's a good question, right? I think I, I think you brought up a great question. Um, if Job Sim was one of those games that pretty much from from day one, because Job Sim was a launch title on PlayStation VR one, 
we, we would look at the sales charts month after month after month for the last six years. And job sim was always like in the top three. It was, it was getting kind of out of control. Um, so I think there's two ways to look at this. They go, well, this was one of, this was one of our biggest selling titles ever on the platform on PSVR one, right? So we'd be leaving a lot of money on the table if we just gave this game away to all the people who already bought it, right? But how many people that already bought it on PSVR one haven't already played through this thing as much as they're going to play through it, right? They've already gone through it. They've seen everything there is to see. They've gotten the platinum trophy. You know, they've had six years to do that, you know, depending on when you buy your headset. I think, I think the money is on people, as you said, Wes, if this thing explodes and suddenly we have 20 million people who have a PSVR two headset, that is 14 million, at least 14 million new VR gamers that are, would potentially be interested in buying one of the highest selling PSVR one games ever made. Right. And so what, what, where's the benefit of kind of screwing over the loyal customer base when like, they're not really your market for this game. Right, and, and and that's why it's so mind-boggling that Moss did what they did. Uh, but again, uh, a lot of these studios, um, they have marketing people who kind of live in their own bubble, and they don't understand that necessarily the markets that they're working in or, or their customer base. And I think that that might have a lot to do with what's going on at Polyarch, and who knows what Alchemy has going for them. I will point out that Alchemy is not indie anymore. Alchemy was picked up. Uh, last year or the year before by Google, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, it might not even be up to them whether or not they uh, they charge for the upgrade. That might be a decision that's being made upstairs. <laughs> I think there's some good comments in the chat, but my favorite has to be from MRI Gamer, who says, if Job Simulator tops the PSVR 2 charts for the year like it did with PSVR 1, I'm going to die on the inside. I, re- I mean... <laughs> He's right though. He's right. Like we got to move on. Like the, like Job Simulator was great for for early early VR, right? There wasn't any real motion. You get to do a lot of things with your hands. You get to experiment with things. Uh, it, it was you know it, it was it was sharp. The resolution was great. Uh, it didn't have to be like a super realistic game. It was playful. Um, but like it was still, despite the fact that there was a lot to do, it was still very much an experience. And I think too many developers took that formula and ran with it and was like, oh, this is what VR gamers want or this is what VR is right now. Uh, and it didn't work out for, for most of those developers. Um, so I just I just really, really hope that like we, we say, okay, well, you know, these games are fun and they're, and they're, and they're cute and like, you know, maybe maybe for kids or, or, or for anyone who just wants kind of a short, fun little experience for a little while, great. But I really hope that MRI is right. Hopefully these are not the games that we see topping the charts for the next like five or six years. Um, I really hope that we see call of the mountain up there for at least the first year, right. Or, or village up there for the first year. Uh, and you know, and then other triple a games take their place, uh, rather than, you know, beat saber being up there, which is again, a great game, fine game. If you're not Wes. So, but it sh- should it be number one? No, I don't think so. It should it should never be number one on the sales chart for for years and years in a row. Like want, PSVR two should be a place where these AAA games can thrive, um, and, and have a place to and have a place to live and and push VR forward for the first time in you know better part of half a decade. I think that's very likely to happen at least uh, over the next couple of years. Now it may change over time, but I think we're finally going to start to see some stratification in the player base. Where kids and casuals are kind of playing up, you know, playing with their quests over here, while the hardcore, more serious gamers 
are playing on their PlayStations over there. Now, over time, as some of these kids get older and more people have PS5s, we could start to see the lines kind of blur a little bit more. But I do think over the next couple of years, we're going to kind of see the player base split a little bit. And people who uh, are more interested in the more casual stuff are going to be over there while we're going to be playing over here. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, I think AJ and I were talking on Monday about how, you know, the mobile market and the, and the console market split off and became two very successful things uh, all on their own. Um, and so that could very much be what we're what we're witnessing happening right now. Uh, this could be the very beginning of that um, of that split. A couple tips here. Uh, Owando Kiernando in the chat with the 10 euros says, oh boy, I'm going to move the mic back a little bit. <laughs> AJ! God, Kenan! All right. I apologize to my neighbors uh, and to anybody with headphones on. <laughs> Thanks, Owando. Always appreciate the support. Matt Campbell with the $5 says, any chance of YouTube VR support for PSVR 2, uh, movie theater, etc.? This is a huge question. Uh, this is this is one of those big un- sorry my my boomstick like just not working right. Uh, this is one of those big unanswered questions for PSVR two. It's it's crazy that we have so many unanswered questions for PSVR two. Uh, one of them being like you know are we going to get a big screen app? Like what is happening with uh you know what is happening with YouTube VR? Why doesn't that work on PlayStation five? Like what like where where is the support outside of you know in, in I feel like we have less support for VR apps than we did when all these headsets launched did i mean do you have, do you have any faith that, that sony's working with these different studios different uh these different app makers makers app makers that sounds so dumb you, you would think so but i you know, you know i really don't have a whole lot of faith i really don't know um youtube specifically always seems to be kind of uh slow to pick up support for these emerging platforms so i think uh, to answer the question directly yes eventually i think we'll see a youtube vr app for psvr2 i I don't expect it to be available at launch or probably even within the first year Uh, i think uh, this this is something that will come along later as they start to see the platform growing and and the potential there to uh, to draw in users uh, we'll see uh, support eventually get picked up. But as far as like all these other things, um, uh, you know, I, th- I think Netflix has a VR app and there's another platform, like another movie platform that, that supports a VR style app. Uh, I don't know how quickly they'll be adopted, but you would think that Sony would be proactive at being the, the multinational conglomerate that they are. Yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned because it does seem like despite the fact that they're this multinational conglomerate <laughs> uh, corporation, none of those, none of those, uh, none of those arms of Sony ever talk to each other. They don't seem to be working in tandem to make things, uh, you know, benefit PlayStation at all or benefit Sony. Uh, so, you know, the, the fact that the fact that Sony's shut down their movie service, you know, where you, where you could buy TV shows and buy movies on PlayStation on the PlayStation store itself to me, it was just like, what, dude, like Sony Pictures, Columbia, this is, this, why, why, there's, why? Su- there's such a huge branch of the, of the movie industry, why would you be shutting down like this, uh, this whole segment of, uh, of revenue on your platform? And so because of moves like that, I'm, I'm, I'm not confident whatsoever that they're going to make the PSVR 2 this, 
this peripheral that you're going to use really in many ways outside of gaming. Like there's going to, there's going to have to be some kind of big screen app, hopefully, but outside of that, I just have no idea. And so I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit nervous when it comes to this kind of stuff. I, I want, I want them to explode on the scene and be like, and you can do this and you can do this. And there's PlayStation home. It's like our metaverse. And then there's, but so far we've heard nothing. So unless they, unless next week at CES, we hear something like that, because I think this is their opportunity to do that. Don't you think this is this is their first chance to go? Listen, if you weren't sold, we're about to sell you. Here you go. Not only not only do we have a bunch of games to talk about, but we also have a bunch of apps and uh, and and other uses outside of gaming that we can that we can talk about for PSVR two. Unveiling the Sony verse, or uh, they wouldn't call it the Sony verse. They would call it PlayStation verse, PS verse. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, everything they do is like PlayStation <laughs> blank, right? It's like yeah, PlayStation. Uh, but that's what we're yeah. talking about here. We're talking about uh, all the non-gaming stuff that takes place in this brand new cyberspace that we're all building. Uh, so hopefully that so that will entail a revival of PlayStation Home and integration with various entertainment companies from around the world. But again, that's just what I would do. I'm not a Sony executive. It's probably a good thing we're not Sony executives because we, we would have sank probably. that ship a long time ago, Wes. Yeah. yeah, I'd be working on the the revival of Here They Lie or something that no one cares about. Yeah. Yeah. Nick Mueller, the Game Cat, says, The Astroverse. I like that. Sure. Right. Yeah, I like it. It's a great mascot. Uh, I do I do expect big things from Astro this generation. Me too. Just saying. Me too. Uh, looks like our next news story comes to us from publisher Fun Train. Uh, you guys don't know Fun Train uh, published, not developed Tarzan. They published, not developed the Exorcist Legion VR. Uh, more recently, on other platforms, they published Twilight Zone VR. Uh, they they had a nice little press release that uh, Wes, if you're uh, if you're down, we can we can read through that and uh, and see what they had to say. Absolutely. All right, excellent. Sure. Sure. Well, then let me uh, let me bring this up. So they said, uh, so Douglas Neighbors over there uh, published this article yesterday. It said, Fun Train 2022, year end update and beyond. Beyond. My name is Douglas Neighbors and I'm the founder of Fun Train. I want to take a moment to update you on our work this past year and what you can expect from us in 2023. Fun Train has been steadily growing thanks to you and others who share our passion for VR slash MR. The tech is moving so rapidly that it makes my head spin sometimes. Seems like he's. Need some haptics in the headset. But we are partnered with many incredible development teams that always have their fingers on the pulse and their sights set on the future. All right, now that we get the garbage out of the way, we can get to the actual news. 2022 was a very successful year for us. The launch of Twilight Zone VR and the subsequent holiday updates. I hope you enjoyed it. We also recently released a significant graphical update to the Exorcist Legion VR as well as a massive overhaul to Tarzan VR on Quest based on community suggestions. We also dropped the price of Tarzan to $10, which I think is, a, is the right price for it, uh, to make it affordable to as many players as possible. I hope you had an opportunity to try it out. Of course, we have also been hard at work producing Pocket Money Games' highly anticipated follow-up to the Exorcist Legion VR, the Exorcist Legion VR Sin. I, I really, I've, oh, after, in a couple sentences, I want to stop and talk about this with you. Wes, 
Safety in numbers has grown larger in ambition over the past year as we continue to build upon the tension and horror of the first game. Side note, not developed by anyone <laughs> at Pocket Money Games or Fun Train. That was all a Wolf and Wood thing. They've ditched Wolf and Wood and uh, now now using a different developer altogether. Can we stop there for a second? Wolf and, I think, Wolf and Wood, super duper, like I mean, graphically at least, very, very polished game with the Exorcist Legion VR. Controls were bonkers on PSVR, uh, and there were definitely some glitches, some of them game-breaking. Not everyone experienced them, it, so the level of overall polish was a little bit all over the place. Um, let's compare Wolf and Wood, just for a second, to Pocket Money Games, who made Twilight Zone. Wes, I haven't played Twilight Zone. Can you give me a little rundown, comparison of these two studios based on these two games, based on Legion VR and Twilight Zone? Well, it, it, well I, it's kind of an unfair comparison, obviously, because tw- uh, the original Exorcist Legion VR was uh, developed around PSVR and, and the PC platform, where the Twilight Zone VR was based on the Quest 2 okay. hardware and is still exclusive to Quest 2. Uh, but with that said, um, I mean, we, with, with with the Twilight Zone, it, it certainly left a little bit of room to be desired when it launched on Quest. But as has been the case for most Fun Train titles, it has uh, gotten progressively better over time. Nice. And now it looks pretty good, man. It looks pretty good. They've certainly um, added in some resolution where it was needed in the, into the Twilight Zone. And I found it overall to be... Uh, to be to be a enjoyable experience. Um, now, with regard to the, the the Exorcist Legion VR, they've done the same thing there, and it has had massive overhauls, especially on Quest. It did get an upgrade last year uh, on, on PlayStation as well, but they did a huge up, upgrade to the uh, Quest version this year, and uh, it's a very very good looking game now, yes. no matter what platform you play it on. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know. I can't speak specifically to uh, what to expect from Pocket Money Games. I, I can say that uh, Fun Train does have a pretty good um, record when it comes to uh, support over time. So even if it's not the best thing on day one, I do expect it to get better and better and better. All right, so so them them in, uh, developing this game doesn't concern you? No, no, no. I, I think it's a good sign, actually, that we're not getting this game this year. Like... Um, like it was originally supposed to come this year. Now it looks like they're pushing it back probably a full year. And as this uh, this update here alludes to, their ambitions have changed, which means that, uh, that, that they expect this to be an even better experience now than they did when they launched it. Yeah. So uh, I think it's a good sign that we're not getting this for another year. I think the fact that we have new and emerging platforms – be it PSVR two or Quest three, certainly bodes well for this title. Uh, so I'm not I'm not worried about that, uh, not at all, honestly. Nice. Well, let's let's hope for like an October first release, so we can be That'd playing be this all through spooky season. Very excited about that. Um, Jim continues. Was it Jim? Doug. Doug continues. 
Well, Jim Neighbors, by the way, was Gummer Pyle. But thank you. I knew, <laughs> but that that's the name that was in my head, Jim Neighbors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Gummer continues. He says, personally, I can't wait for people to see the new avatars uh, in the police precinct. As a reminder, this is a co-op game that will require you to watch your friends back and protect them, and hopefully, they do the same. Unlikely, if I'm your cohort. Uh, although we plan to release it late this year. Uh, it's just not in the cards and will be worth the wait. We now intend to release Sin in the second half of 2023. That screams October to me. Uh, and after we've had a, and after we've had ample time to ensure that it is unsettling and fun as we dream it to be. Uh, we're not pulling any punches either. And already two internal testers have complained that it's, quote, too scary. Gomer says, I always take that as a good sign. Um, I, I get nervous when I hear this stuff. Right when when we're being promised, uh, the same thing happened with Wraith the Oblivion Afterlife, a game that's fine uh, as a game, but I don't think it's scary as as a horror game needs to be. Um, and and talking, you know, talking about it as if it's you know, as as if it can be compared to Resident Evil Seven or Amnesia: The Dark Descent. Those those types of games or Alien Isolation uh, was I, I think unfair to Wraith. Uh, so the PR team did uh, did not do Wraith justice. I hope that. Gomer here is not doing the same thing with sin that fast travel did with Wraith. They're setting, they're setting our expectations far too high. Um, we'll see. That. That's a good point. And, and I, th- I think that, uh, you know, if this is something that people um, want to play, then most likely people's uh, expectations are going to be too high. So uh, I think that, th- that your, uh, your thought here is actually, um, wise i think that that more um vr studios or at least the marketing parts of these studios should maybe uh take a little exercise in you see, you want to build hype but you want to control it as well you don't want it to get out of control because more times than not that's what happens here uh but yeah i'll, I'll be interested to know who these uh testers are what what kind of games they've played before to be quite honest uh i love vr horror games it's my very favorite thing uh, only I could only I could probably count on one hand the number of games that have actually scared me. Typically, it's just a, a dark experience that I enjoy, but uh, you know only a couple have actually had scary things. But for what it's worth, the original Exorcist Legion VR had some uh, pretty scary stuff in it in certain uh, certain areas. So uh, yeah, yeah, I I, I, I guess um, time will tell. Obviously, um, but I mean. It, it's good that at least this thing seems to be scaring someone. So uh, <laughs> right. I'll take that as a good sign, and hopefully, uh, hopefully that that bodes well for this game. Yeah, you make a good point. Like, who are these people? Who are these testers? It's funny that we find so many VR studios that don't don't have VR gamers coming in and checking out their games. It's it's just either just normal gamers or or people who don't even play video games, never played a VR game before. And so, like, what what's your base of comparison if your testers are in there being like, "This is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life," but then they they don't watch horror movies, they don't play scary video games, they're not VR gamers. Like, then it's like, yeah, of course it's gonna be the scariest thing you've ever played in your life because you've never played anything else. So. Very curious to see where this all takes us. Uh, I will say that so far we haven't heard anything about Phasmophobia coming to PSVR 2, which is really on my wish list. My, my wish list is extremely long, uh, but, but Phasmophobia is probably in the top 10 um, VR games out there right now that I want to see on PSVR 2. Um, be very interesting if this hits PSVR 2 first. If this is our Phasmophobia type experience, we don't really know what the gameplay mechanics are like or what the game, gameplay loop is. 
but if this is our phasmophobia, then I, then I really wish it the best. I will say this too, uh, something that does concern me a little bit here is I do feel like the bar is going to be a little bit different in terms of scare factors when you're considering the fact that this is a co-op game. You know, we all we all say we want more co-op driven campaigns in VR, story driven campaigns we can explore with our friends. I'm not so sure that this is something that I really want in a horror game, though, because certain things can be very scary to you when you're alone, when you're by yourself in these uh, in these terrible, horrifying situations. But more often than not, when you get in VR with your friends, it's more of a goof off session. And even if something there would typically scare you, uh, I don't feel like people are going to um, uh, let their guard down so much. And and things that would typically scare you, I think most people are going to laugh off, even if they are a little bit nervous about it. I think most people are just going to point and laugh and make jokes, which could ruin a, a game like this. So it, it is a little bit worrying to me that we're starting to see co-op come into uh, come into our genre. But again, time will tell. Maybe maybe it'll be the best thing ever. And if you have the right friends with you, everybody will get freaked out. Yeah, excellent point. Yeah, well, watching, you know, it's a much different experience when you're uh, watching a, a scary movie at home by yourself in the dark, no one else is home. And then, or, or when you're at the movie theater with all of your friends and you're all high as a kite and, uh, <laughs> and you're just making fun of everything that comes up. Radically different experience. And I've been on both sides of that, obviously. Um, high <laughs> as a kite, probably more often than not. Um, dude, we have, we have some good comments and some good tips, but real quick, I want to make sure we get through the rest of this news story. Uh, if we scroll in just a little bit further, uh, Gomer goes on to say in other platform news, the twilight zone will be coming to PSVR two with our goal of late summer release. And it will also be joining Tarzan in the exorcist on the Pico platform. More on that as it develops. Uh, we've got plenty of top secret experiences underway, blah, 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 blah. I think this is all we need to know from this article. Um, Twilight Zone coming to PSVR 2, uh, which not super impressive graphically from what I've seen. But uh, Wes, you talked to Gomer earlier today. I'll stop calling him Gomer. That's fucking really not not <laughs> funny. Uh, but and also probably disrespectful. But you you talked to Mister Neighbors earlier today, didn't you? And you got some a little bit more information on this. Yeah, just a little bit. I did uh, after I talked to you and knew that we were going to be talking about this press release earlier today. I did reach out to uh, to Mister Neighbors to. Um, See if he wanted to kind of give us any kind of idea what we could expect. Honestly, what I, what I, all I wanted to get from the guy is this going to be a straight quest port? Because we're getting a lot of that, right? And it's a, something that's concerning a lot of people. Are we just going to get the quest versions of games on PSVR two, or can we expect some upgrades? And he, he couldn't elaborate a lot on it. He did say that it won't be a straight port. We can at the very least expect some graphical upgrades when the game comes to PSVR 2. Uh, I did ask about PSVR 2 specific features uh, and w will they be supported. He didn't want to confirm anything specifically. He did mention a couple of different things to me, uh, but he didn't He didn't want me to... He didn't want to confirm either of those, so I'm not going to put it out there just yet. But he did say that uh, he did expect that the studio that, that's working on this game and bringing it to PSVR 2 will implement some of PSVR 2's unique features. So this is not going to be a straight quest port. At the very least, it's going to look a lot better on PlayStation. Good, 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 good. At least looking better is the least of what we want. Um, 
we got Nihilus Ryan, the game feline, with the $5 tip says prediction. I love predictions. They're like one of my favoriteest things after horror movies, uh, pizza, snuggles. That's it. Uh, then it's predictions. Prediction. The next three AAA VR games Sony will announce are Gran Turismo 7. I think that's safe. Ace Combat 7 or 8. And Astrobot 2. Pizza Bet. You think those would be the next three? I mean, those, that's very specific. You, you could have gone way vaguer with this um, and probably won this pizza bet easily. Um, what do you think? What do you think, Wes? What, just off the top of your head, because this was not in our run-up show. You didn't have time to think about this. What do you think the next AAA VR game Sony will announce are? And apparently, Niles Ryan is giving us a little bit of leeway here because Ace Combat is obviously a Namco title. Um, and so... What what three AAA games will Sony announce, even if they're not first party? All right, uh, so I th- I agree with Gran Turismo. I, I think that uh, I'm kind of surprised this one hasn't been done yet. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I would expect. I, honestly, I wouldn't be a, the least bit surprised to to have this one announced next week. Um. Agreed. I fully expect you. that this year. We will have a new Astrobot title announced. I fully expect that to happen. We've heard a lot from uh, from that studio, Team Asobi, uh, about what their next title is going to be, and they've made a lot of allusions to uh, taking it to the next level, meaning it is going to be a big production with a lot of money behind it, and they've always been known for integrating new technology. So I fully expect that we're going to have a hybrid Astrobot title this year uh, that will probably support PSVR 2. Now, uh, for a third title, I mean, there, there's a lot that you, that you could go with here. We've already heard rumors that a new Wipeout title is coming. Uh, I'm fairly confident that, that, that there's going to be Twisted Metal at some point. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the third one that we would maybe see first or next, rather, would be. I'm confident we're going to get GT7 and Astrobot this year. And I think Wipeout and Twisted Metal certainly in the next couple of years. And uh, that that's really where my mind is going right now. Right on. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think I think a couple of good choices in there. Uh, Gran Turismo Seven, I think, is the obvious one, right? Like, again, yeah, one hundred percent with you. It's insane. It's bonkers right now that 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 hasn't been announced yet. I, I do feel like that is something that they they're saving. They're holding back. Um, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb a little bit uh, with the Bungie acquisition. I'm gonna say we we need some first person shooters, right? Uh, and I think Destiny would be an amazing choice. Uh, I, I think the Destiny audience is, is they've got a rabid fan base. It's almost like, I would say, probably as much or not more so uh, very gung-ho about their game as the Horizon audiences. So I think Destiny would be a good choice. And then I'm going to go with The Last of Us. I think I think that is, the, the Last of Us is, I think Sony needs to show us what hybrid game really means. And they, and they just And they just made everybody forced everybody like they just took money out of your account without asking you they literally made everybody buy the last of us part one on playstation 5 um and since they forced us to do it without even asking no um i I feel like this would be like a really goodwill gesture say hey we know you just bought this game for 70 dollars. look at what else you can do with it it's not just like this huge graphical upgrade but you can also play it in first person vr this is what we mean by hybrid and here it is you already own it it's awesome that that's a that would be yeah. that would be the best thing ever. Uh, and since you're putting me down that path, why don't why don't we throw Returnal in there as well? Oof. Like a last the Last of Us and Returnal, if we get those in VR, it's over, man. That's all I'm ever going to play for the rest of my life. 
So, uh, yeah, I like where you're going here. Nice. Uh, it moves us on to uh, Louis M. Huesca. I hope I got that right. Uh, with the $5 tip says, any update on the kill zone game you've reported on a few months back? Uh, also, what do you know about the rumored Half-Life Alex game for PSVR 2? Kojima? Question mark. So he's getting a lot of questions in here on his uh, on his tip. Um, we know nothing more about the Killzone game that I reported on uh, because even that story was was outdated, right? Uh, I think the only reason we we got that information was because it had happened so long ago that somebody finally got drunk and told somebody something they shouldn't have at a bar somewhere in the loose lips sink ships. And guess what? I'm sinking that ship. It's uh. So it was, so again, you know, we haven't heard an update about the Killzone VR story since 2019 when Supermassive was like, okay, listen, we're out of here. We're done with VR. So he took the, the IP back and said, we're going to, we're going to develop this internally instead. And that's the last word we heard on it. I think that's an important last word because if the last word we heard was Supermassive was, was no longer allowed to develop that game and that was it, that would have been one thing. But the fact that we heard, hey, we're taking you off this project. We're going to develop it internally instead. That's a whole other thing, right? Because now, because that's, if that's 2019, now we're coming up on 2023. Talk about a four year dev cycle on a PSVR two game. Like there, call of the mountain might not be the biggest PSVR two game that Sony has in development first party. We just don't even know that it exists yet. And I think we're going to be hearing a few more of those stories coming up really soon. So that's the, uh, that's the extent of what I know about Killzone right now. Um, and, and, and Wes, I mean, Half-Life Alex, no one knows for sure, but as, as many people have said, it does seem like the worst kept secret, right? Because a lot of like, everybody's like, Oh, this is just happening, but no one's talking about it for some reason. Is that, is that your impression on that too? Yeah, I mean, we've heard this from a few insiders now, right? Insiders that this is kind of the worst kept secret in the, in the game, or at least the VR gaming industry. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. I, I do. Th- I, you know, I've said this before. I think it's a little overblown um, the impact that this is going to have on PSVR two. So I'm hoping that Sony didn't, you know, throw the kitchen sink at Valve to get them to bring this over because I think they might be pretty disappointed on the results that it brings you know people within the vr space are all very excited about half-life and obviously half-life fans would be excited about it as well but uh you know this we're talking about a three-year-old game here at this point that most of the people who wanted to play it have played it so uh yeah i I think that it's more likely than not coming uh but uh you know i don't think it's as big of a deal as a lot of people like to think that it is I don't. I don't think it's the end all, be all deal. I do think though that it's a bigger deal than even you're making it out to be. Because I'm huge into VR. I've connected my headset up. To, I've connected my Quest up to PC and played you know whatever games I, I felt like I needed to. And I still haven't played Alex, right? And uh, so I think a lot of people are in the same boat as me, whether they've only played PSVR uh, and then maybe dabbled in Quest and like maybe even dabbled in PC VR. But I think that PC VR is like one of the smaller segments of the VR gaming populace. So I'm I'm thinking there's a lot of people out there, man, who are interested in VR, maybe who haven't even ever bought a PSV uh, a VR headset ever, and who are like, oh, I've heard great things about this Alex game. Is that coming to PSVR or PSVR two? And so I think I think it's an important game. I don't I don't think it's going to sink the ship if it doesn't come, but I do think it's I do think it's pretty important that it does get here. I'll tell you where I do believe that it would have quite a bit of value. Um, 
is that wow factor, that word of mouth, uh, because it is a breathtaking experience from the moment that you're in that world. Everything is so realistic, not only graphically, but the, the physics in game. It, it really is uh, on a technical level, the best that VR has to offer, even still today. And uh, that wow factor is there. And the, especially in these early stages of VR, that, that goes a long way to selling your hardware. So I think in that respect, a lot of console gamers, a lot of people who don't have PC gaming, a lot of people who've never tried PC VR, when they put on this new headset with this 4K HDR display and, the, and these uh, you know advanced controllers and they, they get fully immersed into this world, uh, it, it is going to drum up a lot of uh, talk and excitement about the platform. And I do think it will pro- provide Sony a lot of um, value in that respect. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to undersell it at all. It's an amazing title, and uh, it certainly has a lot of value to uh to any new platform nice yeah i think i think along with call of the mountain this could be like the one two punch where it's uh where anybody getting into vr for the first time or or finally upgrading to next gen vr be like wow what what a difference uh you know some of these games can make or what a difference the technology makes or the hardware makes or whatever um just really getting people in there and being like okay we see we get it you know this is this is next gen this is what people have been talking about um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited because I've, I've purposely held off from playing Alex, not because I, my computer couldn't run it. Shockingly, it could, um, just because I want to be wowed. I, I want, I want to play it on PSVR too. Uh, and I, and please, I, I, I may please have- capture or stream the, at least the first 30 minutes to an hour of the game. I just want to see, I, I want to get your reaction yeah. to what it is to be in that world. It really is breathtaking. It's amazing. You know what we say around here, Wes, whatever, whatever West wants. West gets. All right. I didn't know we say that, but I'm going to remember that. Thank you. Well, now that I've said it, I guess we'll stick with it. Um, we also got Sean Turner with the $10 tip. Dude, we should be wrapping up the show right now. We haven't even gotten to our main topic. Sean Turner, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> like, nice long show. If you get a nice long drive, if you're coming back from the holidays, hopefully we're keeping you intertwined. Uh, Sean Turner with the $10 tip says, bring back rigs. And uh, I wish they'd make a third-person football game. I don't like the first-person view. In Farpoint 2, please. Happy holidays to all. Sean Turner took this opportunity to to give us his PSVR 2 wish list, and I appreciate that. Um, Riggs, I, dude, I feel so bad every time I, I, I t- say that I don't like Riggs. Like, it, it just, the sport itself didn't do it for me. I love the freedom of motion and, and, and kind of like being a very few games allowed you just kind of like run around and jump and, and, and kind of double jump and fly and stuff. Uh, and, and I just didn't like the actual sport of rigs. Um, so I, I wish they would take that engine and like make a different game out of it. I don't know. Rigs it makes sense to me. I know I, I didn't ever get heavily into rigs either. I played it a few times, but it was during that honeymoon period with, with me and PSVR where I was playing everything that I could play. Yeah. And that wasn't one that brought me back. Like I was more into like star blood arena than I was into rigs. Um, so good, but I mean, I, I was impressed with it graphically. I thought the movement was really cool. I mean, I liked it. I never really said anything bad about it. It just wasn't a game that brought me back again and again. Yep. Uh, Anton Jones and Anthony Jones, I dude, he, he's told me like three times now and I don't remember, uh, which it is, but we're going to go with Anton, Anton. Anthony, I've said them all. Jones with the $2 tips says any chance for third party pre-order info at CES. I think that's the hope. I think that's the hope, right? Because since you can't just go on amazon.com or walmart.com and pre-order a PSVR two yet, that's, 
the only reason I feel confident being like, well, they haven't kicked off their marketing strategy yet because you can't just buy one yet. You can't give Sony your money yet. It's more complicated than it has to be right now. Hoping that at CES they go, go on Amazon, go on Walmart. You can pre-order it now. We're kicking things off. Here's the full launch lineup. Here's Gran Turismo 7. Here's Half-Life Alex, And they just give everybody what they finally want to hear along with an easy way to pre-order it. Done. I agree. Uh, it's certainly possible. It is, uh, as we mentioned last week, the last big stage before the thing comes out. We're here now. I mean, it's under two months away. Like they can't lean on this excuse anymore that it's next year or it's way down the line or the future of VR isn't happening this year. It's happening now. It's happening in just a few weeks. Mere minutes away, Brian. Minutes away. So uh, this is this is kind of their last chance to really make a marketing push, any kind of push at all. So yeah, I think things like, uh, like, uh, information with regard to the retail partners makes a lot of sense here as does information about everything else that they've been withholding. Enthusiasm enthusiast has a question for us. He says, Wes, what does your shirt say? It says, I assure you we're open. And if you know what that means, then you know. And if you don't know, you should know. Agreed. If you don't know, then uh, then you're really going to not care about uh, me talking about Clerks 3 for the next two minutes. Um, because, dude, as somebody who didn't really love Clerks 2, uh, I was, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. I, and I, and I, and I kind of hate saying this, too. Uh, I kind of hate saying that I'm a bigger Kevin Smith fan than a Kevin Smith movie fan. Like I love just watching him on stage and talk and talk and talk and talk for like three to four hours at a time. Like he's just the best storyteller of our generation. And like, he just, he, he, he endlessly entertaining, right? Whether it's about something I care about or not, he finds a way for me to be interested and I fucking love it. So I love Kevin Smith. His movies, they're pretty good, right? Clerks one, uh, was, was something clerks two felt like kind of a cash grab and clerks three. I reluctantly watched it last week and dude, it was good. It was very good. It's one of his, I think, one of his better movies. Now I'm excited to see it. I haven't watched Clark Clerks 3, and I consider myself a huge fan of Kevin Smith movies. Like, I like them all. Even Chasing Amy, I thought was good. <laughs> Even Chasing uh, Amy. <laughs> yeah, I like I like Dogma. What about I Tusk? Like all of what about them. Tusk? We need to talk about Tusk. Uh, I don't think I watched Tusk. Okay. I know what it is. I, I don't think I watched Tusk. Yeah, Bra um, Braxborough in the chat so says Tusk VR. No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. My point is, is that uh, I'm glad to hear you say that. I, I did. I agree. I think Clerks 2 was a cash grab, uh, although it had its moments, man. Pillow pants. That's hilarious. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm more excited now to see Clerks 3 because I, I haven't made it a point to go watch it. I haven't been super excited about it because Clerks 2 was just okay. I, to be quite honest, I would have been more excited to see uh, Mallrats get a sequel then let's get a third clerks movie yes uh but cool, cool i'm i'm excited now to check it out and i'm sure i will be uh whenever uh whenever i get a minute and i don't have any idea when that's going to be i love i love that nick mulo is is directly opposed to everything you're saying he's saying chasing amy is awesome one of his best and he follows it up to saying the phrase that you're looking for wes is even mall rats <laughs> <laughs> not even chasing him. No, I like them all. I do like them all. Uh, though I will say Tusk as a Kevin Smith horror movie. 
Uh, you can you can tell there was a lot of pot smoking going on. Like the first thirty minutes of that movie should have been stretched out to the first hour and twenty minutes of that movie, and then the last hour of that movie should have been like ten minutes because like holy shit, the reveal just came too early, and I was just sat there being uncomfortable for literally an hour, going, "When is this going to end?" <laughs> um, uh, all right, man, we got we got to move on to our main story now that we've gotten our Kevin Smith conversation out of the way, um, and that is Hideo Kojima. In virtual reality, what, what, dude? This, this, I feel like this topic just in itself, all sorts of variations of this topic come up every couple months. Is you know because he's constantly teasing something. Everyone thought back in September that he was uh, doing uh, making a VR game because there was a picture of him with a VR headset on, uh, and he was talking about Kojima Productions VR. But it turned out they were just doing a virtual booth at TGS, right? Uh, and so. So this this conversation, I feel like, is ne- going to n- never end until we finally do get a game, uh, a virtual reality game from Kojima Productions. Um, but can you get me caught up a little bit on what the what today's story is specifically as I bring it up on the screen? Yeah, uh, well, honestly, I feel like today's story is a non-story. Uh, it, it is from some foreign website. Uh, the, you know, after you mentioned it to me, uh, I did a little web search to see what's out there. And there's literally, this is the one story. There hasn't been any follow-ups. Typically, when you see a story like this, uh, th- there'll be uh, stories on the story. Yeah. But there's none of that. That This is the one. There is a Reddit post on it, which doesn't really elaborate. It's just people commenting on it. And that's it. And basically, the gist of this story, from what I can tell from the very poor Google translation of it. Yeah is that uh, the the author is bummed out because apparently at some point Kojima was working on a VR game and then had to hit pause on it and suspend it. So th- this article treats it, or at least the translation of the article, treats it as if this is a canceled, permanently canceled Kojima project. And man, isn't it such a bummer that Kojima's not going to be working in VR anymore? Yep. Uh, that's not exactly how I took it, though, Brian. I, I took this... Uh, personally as confirmation of something that we've suspected for years. And that is, that is Hideo Kojima really wants to do a VR game. Like he really wants to nobody. I think in terms of like the, the, the development gaming development world, I don't think there's any single person out there who's waiting on VR, the VR marketplace to catch up with flat gaming as much as Kojima. I think this guy can't wait to bring what I'm sure is a very elaborate idea that he already has to life in, in some uh, VR platform, uh, whether that happens sooner or later, I, I'm very confident uh, now more than ever, Brian, that the, that one day we're going to see this. I agree. I agree. Uh, so again, this is, I, I can't comment on the, 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 the writing of the initial article because of course we did have to use Google Translate for this. It was written by Max Ledroom. Uh, I'm sure you see him all over Twitter uh, constantly, uh, you know, doing his best uh, to be a VR journalist and, and bring us the news. We've, we've definitely used articles from Max Ledroom before. Um, so it, it not, it's not certainly not somebody we've never heard of before. Um, but the problem here is, is that what it links to right off the bat uh, is a Japanese website called Project Shonen Magazine. And it's uh, it's essentially... This whole thing comes from an interview that Hideo Kojima was doing with a manga artist and kind of in passing seems to have talked about VR and said that it made him sick. 
Um, you click the link and it brings you to Pocket Shonen Magazine, but not the article, not the interview. Uh, it's in the in the website is not someplace that I would get any VR information from ever. <laughs> like it is definitely a manga right. website that is not a news site. And so putting that aside for the moment, let's let's see what Max has to say. Uh, we just learned that uh, Hideo Kojima's VR game has been canceled, and unfortunately, this is not an April Fool's joke. An interview has been published in the Japanese digital medium Pocket Shonen Magazine, where Hideo Kojima and manga artist uh, talked about their work. Um, the the author of the manga uh, that Kojima was talking to has made uh, his his manga is about a fictional virtual reality game. Um, and so the cartoonist asked Kojima what he thought about VR games, and he replied, this is the Kojima quote, again, probably horribly mistranslated by Google. He says, I tried to play, but I got dizzy. In fact, I once tried to make an innovative game in VR, but that project was also put on hold. Although I think there is a technical potential for virtual reality. Technology has evolved more and more, and there are more things that can be done, not limited to virtual reality. So I think we can do more variety of games in the future. Now, I don't think we need to go much further with this article. Further with this article, Wes. I think we've gotten extracted everything we need from it. I believe, um, but what this quote leads me to believe is that he says, "I tried to play. I got dizzy. I once tried to make an innovative game in VR, but that project was also put on hold." That's interesting because it sounds like there was a VR specific project Kojima was working on. This does not exclude the possibilities of other Kojima production games being brought into VR, potentially being, you know, ported in, you know, especially, especially with the way that Sony works so closely with Kojima, right? I mean, they built Kojima, his studio where he made Death Stranding. Sony built that studio. They paid for it. They were like, here you go. Right. And so they work with him really closely. And so I, I would venture to guess that when Sony's talking to Kojima and saying, "Hey, we're we're making PSVR two, uh, and we're you know one of our focuses is going to be on hybrid games," we think Death Stranding because the locomotion system isn't out of control or bonkers would be a perfect fit for VR, right? Maybe maybe there's some kind of uh, interesting method the way they could uh, because you're carrying stuff in that game quite a bit. There's an interesting way they could use VR to make that more interesting, right? wouldn't really require too much of Kojima's input if that kind of stuff was making emotion sick. It doesn't mean we're never getting a Kojima Productions game in VR. Like, Kojima doesn't have to have that much input here, does he? No, and, and in fact, um, you know, anyone who, who takes the time to look into it will find out that Kojima has been involved in VR from the very inception of consumer VR. He's been involved behind the scenes in various different projects on various different levels. And it is obviously an enthusiast for it. Uh, in fact, he told, uh, I think it was Rolling Stone magazine a few years ago that he will definitely do a VR game at some point. He just doesn't have the time mm -hmm. to do it right now. And we all know that in, uh, in terms of game development, money is time. So really what it's going to take is one of two things happening. E either a, the market catches up a little bit and it becomes very profitable to make a VR game or B some external force such as a Sony perhaps steps in with a, a big bankroll and, and makes it happen. But I do think uh, you're right. There is a third option, which is, uh, you know, some existing title like death stranding being ported in as a hybrid game. And, um, 
even the, the, the possibility of that I find to be very exciting. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that this translation, um, is probably pretty off base. Again, we know that Kojima has been involved with VR for a very long time. And I just don't see that being the case if it's something that makes him sick every time he puts a headset on. So, uh, yeah, I, I would take that very much with a, uh, a grain of salt. Well, this would also be a, a great, you know, again, I, I keep going back to how closely Kojima works with Sony. And when it comes to motion sickness, uh, one of PSVR 2 selling points will be uh, alleviating motion sickness, right? Be- not just from like higher frame rates and, ha- and, and higher resolutions, but also, um, but also haptics in the headset. And so I, I think if, if Kojima was out there saying, oh, VR makes me sick, Sony would swoop in and be like, check this shit out, right? If if you used a Quest 2 before or a PSVR 1 before and it made you sick, well, check out PSVR 2 and let's see if you can make the game that you want to make with our new headset because it, it because it supposedly, according to many, many studies, will help alleviate motion sickness. And so if Kojima does suffer from this kind of stuff, then what a great opportunity PSVR 2 will be for him to finally make the game that he wants to make. We don't know. I mean, actually, we kind of do know, right? Like, it wasn't sort of like known that he has a PSVR 2 dev kit, like he's, he's got to be looking into this and seeing like, if, if this is something that he can do. So I don't know, man, I, I, I feel like this is, you're right. It's kind of a non news, uh, news story. And, and I do, and I do think that maybe the author jumped the gun a little bit and that this, this isn't quite, uh, quite the story that he thinks it is. I'd like to point out that uh, Sean Turner in the chat asked, how will the haptics help? And obviously we aren't, we aren't scientists here. We aren't researchers in, in the, uh, in the field, but I, I would think that the idea is here. Uh, it's commonly believed, uh, that, you know, beyond the basic stuff like frame rate and, and things that, that, that can help, uh, motion sickness directly. Uh, a lot of people believe that the cause of VR sickness is external stimuli uh the, the external stimuli that your body is is uh uh feeling or not feeling doesn't match what your eyes and ears are seeing so you, your your eyes and ears are telling you that you're moving around or, or in this other world but your body doesn't feel anything you don't smell anything uh and a lot of people think that that disconnect is what causes VR sickness and by implementing haptics you know, in the hands, in the headset, and creating more of an external stimuli for your body to experience in conjunction with what with what you're seeing and hearing, the the theory is is that that will somehow alleviate uh, VR sickness, and uh, I think it it makes a lot of sense as a layman, of course. Uh, agreed, uh, but also as a layman. <laughs> and not understanding this fully myself, I have to trust uh, what what science has told us, right? I, I'm, I'm no scientist. I believe what people who know this shit teach me, tell me, and so that's why we uh, that's why we go to this Road to VR article, uh, and uh, and we trust what the scientists over there have said. Uh, researchers say head-mounted haptics can combat smooth locomotion discomfort in VR. Uh, researchers from the National Taiwan University National 
Chengchu University and Texas A&M University say that haptic feedback delivered to the head right from a VR headset can significantly reduce discomfort related to smooth locomotion in VR. Moving players artificially through large virtual environments isn't a trivial task. While there's many different ways to move around in VR, smooth locomotion, the kind you'd find in most first-person non-VR games, is a popular method because it maps easily to existing game design paradigms. Unfortunately, this method of virtual locomotion isn't comfortable for everyone. Um, in a publish in a paper published as part of CHI 2020, a conference focused on human computer interaction, researchers described their walking vibe system, which uses simple head mounted haptics to provide sensations that synchronize with the movement of the user in virtual reality. After conducting an initial study with 240 participants, the researchers say that the system can significantly reduce discomfort associated with smooth locomotion and even improve immersion. You know what that means? It means footsteps, right? Uh, or, or, or wind or, or whatever it is that you get in real life, uh, you know, the impact uh, from, from your feet moving to your head goes, oh yeah, no, your whole body is in rhythm. Your feet are moving, your, your vision is moving, everything that your body is conveying to you is conveying a sensation of moving forward. Haptics in the headset is one small part of that to be able to go, you know, like every time you take a step, maybe like give you a little bit of a thump, just like something really, really subtle. Um, and so this, this is the study that we've been pointing to. It's like three, three different universities have been doing the study and finding out that this is actually the case. If you think that haptics in the headset on Sony's part is just for immersion sake, it's not Sony from day one, you can tell with their, um, certification process have been insanely concerned about motion sickness and making sure that when you start up a VR game, you don't fucking vomit, right? You talk to any developer who's willing to tell you what the Sony certification stuff is, they will tell you that you most games you need to start up with vignettes on, right? Like the, the blinders. Most games you need to start up with teleportation on. Most games you need to start this because that's part of Sony's rules, right? That's why you have to go through all the menus and change it to smooth turning and turn up smooth turning and do and do all the other things that you need to do in order to make it more immersive because Sony tells you that you have to. They're super concerned about motion sickness. That's why the headsets, that's why PSVR 2 will have haptics in the headset. Not because it's going to increase immersion. That'll be nice, but because they're trying to reduce motion sickness. That is a, that is a number one goal for them for sure. Yeah. I mean, there, there's just a few of these very big, uh, hurdles to, to mainstream adoption there, there's there aren't many but this is one of the big ones is overcoming uh discomfort and and vr sickness so i got to imagine that quite a lot of money has gone into research in this area over the past you know six plus years since sony has been uh, uh in consumer vr agreed uh Man, we are going super duper long here. Um, I got, I got, I got a few tips to uh, to, to discuss here, Wes. Uh, but be, let's make sure we have said everything we want to say about Kojima. Um, I, I, the last thing I want to say, I guess, is that I'm obviously very curious what he has in mind. Obviously, uh, PT gave us a, a little look as to what he considered a horror genre to be like. Um, and, uh, and it was, it was mind blowing. We're still talking about it all these years later. And it was just a demo. It was just a teaser. Um, and so you say what you want about Kojima. I know a lot of people out there think that he's like, you know, overrated or whatever. Uh, he's, he's 
done a lot of amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, so when it comes to VR, I'd like to see what he has in mind, like what, what he would consider VR to be, um, like what advancements in gaming he could bring to VR. Um, just very curious. He, he's even, even, even geniuses, even, even people that, um, you know, you look at Miyamoto, even Miyamoto has had flops, right? He's, he's, he's certainly, uh, gone down the wrong path here and there. So, um, I have a feeling that could, whatever Kojima does in VR would be amazing. Yeah, I, I do think he'll, he, he will have, um, I would expect him to have come up with new ways to use the, use the, the technology to immerse the player. And it doesn't matter what medium his content comes across on. Um, he's always shown, uh, a uh, a desire to, to, or, or an interest rather in, uh, immersive storytelling and, and ways to immerse the end user in the stories that he is trying to tell. And he tries to come up with ways outside of the box to do that. And that's, what's so exciting about the prospect of this guy ever uh, getting his hands on uh, uh, a disruptive technology like VR, uh, because we know he's going to take it to places it's never been before. Uh, Again, uh, I'm fully confident that we are going to get there one day. And I'm fully confident that it is going to be amazing. Uh, whenever that day does come. Yeah. Um, we've got Louis M. Huesca. Again, probably mispronouncing that, but the $2 tip says, if Miyazaki made an exclusive for Sony, Kojima can. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I know Nino Kuni was a uh, PlayStation 3 exclusive. Uh, that was made with Miyazaki. Am I, am I forgetting a game that Miyazaki made? Um, yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm drawing a blank oh yeah i don't know yeah uh sadukar seventh legion with the two quid says apology in advance brian i'm rubbish at Fortnite. (laughs) don't worry man uh i i i generally get carried through every single match by my amazing teammates and if they're canadian even more so uh, that's a shout out to Rypop and his brother. Jeppy Condal with the $5 tip says, just having a blast going through my PSVR backlog and I appreciate the crap out of this channel in all the game cats. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Jeppy Condal. I appreciate you. Uh, it is crazy, man. It's crazy going back and like looking at old reviews and, you know, stuff that you haven't looked at. I'm sure you, you can do the same thing, Wes. You look back at like some of the early stuff you've done and it just feels like night and day, like a, to- like a totally different experience. I cringe so bad when I yeah. look back on that stuff because I'm still learning, you know, I'm still kind of learning how to do this completely self-taught, had no prior experience. And, uh, yeah, that early stuff, man, is just terrible. I don't know why I leave it up. I know some people like going back and watching it, but not me. I don't like looking at it. It makes me, uh, makes me cringe every time. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, I don't like looking at it. People have told me I've seen comments appear on the very first episode of gaming without parole. And it's just, whew, I'm like, did, you, did you make it through the whole thing? Cause I, there's no way I would have, uh, but yeah, it's, it's self-taught. I think, I think most of us are. And, uh, you know, even though I've been doing this for what, seven, eight years now, uh, it, every day, man, I feel like I'm learning something every single day. And, and I hope, I hope I look back at this video that we're doing today, Wes, and cringe five years from now. I, I hope that's how far we move, you know, move forward. As opposed to tomorrow, looking back on it and cringing. <laughs> yeah, I do that pretty frequently too. So can't lie about that. Yep. Uh, all right, man, you know what time it is. I do. It is time. It's your turn. For PSVR 20 <laughs> questions, uh, which means 
I'm the host, and I've got a PSVR game in this head of mine. And you, Wes, and all the cats out there have 20 yes or no questions in only six minutes on the clock <laughs> to figure out what PSVR game I'm thinking of. Wes, are you ready? I am never ready, Brian, but uh, that's okay because I have the cats at my back, and we're going to do it. Hell together. yeah! Hell yeah! I want to make sure. I want to make sure real quick that I have the store listing up on the screen so I can reference it in case there's anything I've forgotten about this game since it came out three months ago. Is he kidding? Is he not kidding? You'll never know. On your mark, get Des, go. Uh, did this game come out in the last two years, Brian? Uh, I'm going to say no. He was kidding. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, does this game support uh thumbsticks uh no no all right so move controllers we suspect does it support full locomotion yeah okay full locomotion uh with move controllers interesting uh is it a shooter no it's not a shooter is it a puzzler nope not a puzzler that's five okay so, full locomotion with move controllers, not a shooter, not a puzzler. Hmm, interesting. Uh, is it a, well, no, it wouldn't be a rhythm game. Uh, is it a horror game? No. No. Science fiction? Nope. Uh, does it feature melee combat? Yeah. Melee combat, uh, yes. That's eight. I see. Does it involve uh, swords? Uh, no. No swords. Is it a sports game? Um, yeah, you can see this a sports game. That's ten. Okay. Is it a boxing game? It is a boxing game. Let's see, was it uh, developed by Servios? It was developed by Servios. Is this game Creed Rise to Glory, Brian? It is Creed Rise to Glory uh, by Servios. Came out in the year of our Lord, 2018, uh, September 25th, just two days before my birthday. What a great present this was. Uh, $30. Uh, Wes, I have a new appreciation for Creed Rise to Glory after playing Manny Boxing <laughs> VR. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Although I kind of want Manny to be a character in Creed now after I uh, after I saw that. Oh my gosh, so bad. It was so bad. So bad. This just proves, man, it proves that once upon a time, PSVR games were better than they are now. We were getting a stead <laughs> a better steady stream of, of decent games or good games. Uh, and, and now it's, uh, you know, more than, more than not. They're, they're definitely, they're definitely rough. <sighs> All right, Wes, it is time to get out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Um, man, the next time we see you, this is really exciting, Wes. The next time we see you, you will no longer be in, in Fallout 4. You will be in <laughs> well, New Vegas. Well, for for the record, I'm in City 17 right now. This um, is uh, this is Half-Life Alex. Sorry. But uh, I was I was in Fallout 4 last week. And uh, right, I'll be in I'll be in New Vegas next week <laughs> or uh, Old Vegas. I'll be in one of the Vegases. Uh, I don't know exactly what that's going to mean for my schedule. I would assume. Well, wait a minute. No, next Wednesday, I will be. 
next Wednesday okay. is the CES event, I believe. It's, it's yeah, it is the Sony press conference, which takes place at it, eight p.m. Eastern uh, Eastern time. time. Yep. So whether or not I'll be on here live with you before that, I'm not sure yet. It just really depends on a lot of different things. Here's what I'm thinking. But I can say, okay. Here's what I'm thinking. We don't do Gamescast live at 6 p.m. We uh, maybe AJ and I or some, whoever's around can just, as we always do, live stream the event, right, and, and talk about it, whatever, right. You'll be on the show floor as it's happening, and then you, once you get back to your hotel room, we do a Gamescast live, like an actual Gamescast live from your hotel room. We talk about everything that happened. You can tell us about everything that you saw and went hands on with. Uh, and, uh, and so we still get to talk to you live that night. Um, and we get to cover the event, you know, as, as it's going on. What do you think? I love it. I'm down, bro. Count me in. That sounds perfect. Nice. Uh, Josh cat with the $2 tip says I waited a long time for heavenly sword. It sucks. It's not great. It's not great. Like I think, I think the God of War games on PS2 are better than the PS3 launch title, Heavenly Sword, or maybe not launch title, soon after launch, whenever it was. It was like, eh, you know, it's all right. I liked it. Not great. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll be seeing you next uh, next Wednesday for sure, Wes. No matter how it goes down. Um, but but thank you everybody out there uh, keeping this channel alive. Thank you for all the tips. Uh, thank you for everyone who supports the channel on patreoncom slash games. Thanks to all the mods making my life so much easier. Sci-fi game cat Henry putting timestamps into this sucker after it goes down. Uh, Jay Meow for getting this up on podcast services of your choice for that's right your oral pleasure. Um, again, everyone who, everyone who supports the channel financially, everyone who uh, who helps you out with twenty questions tonight, Wes. Everyone who uh, participated in the chat during the show, and of course. Everyone who sat back and watched the show didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there, and we love you just as much. Let's get out of here, Wes. Set of Car Seventh Legion says, "We need to start a GoFundMe for Wes's bail money." <laughs> <laughs> please, please do, man. I, I, I could. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to need the help. This would be my first time anywhere like Vegas, so uh, I'm sure I'm going to be off the chain and a complete mess. When you uh, see me next time, oh man, I didn't even consider that. I was like, "Are we going to have to rein them in? Are we going to have to like you know do a sobriety test before we start the stream? Going to have to say the alphabet backwards?" Which, by the way, I think is fucking bullshit. Having to say the alphabet yeah, backwards, no one can do that sober. I mean, can you? Yeah. No, no, I don't think I could do that right now. But I will say this: I should be in, in decent shape next Wednesday because uh, all the parties and things are on Friday night. So maybe the following Wednesday I might be MIA or something, and that might be when we need to get the uh, GoFundMe uh, up in full effect. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Uh, I agree. Nice. Uh, in the meantime, uh, happy New Year's, and uh, we'll, see, and we'll yes. see you soon. Have a safe trip. Um, can't, can't, Thank you. Can't wait, can't wait to see you from the show for man. It's going to be awesome. Very exciting. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Nervous, nervous, and excited. Uh, I can't wait and uh, so happy and uh, thankful to be able to uh, do this for all of you. So, uh, yeah, I look forward to it and I'll uh, see you all next week. All right. And in the meantime, don't forget, join us on Discord. This conversation happens 24 uh, 7. Join 
subscribe to Wes's channel, Virtual Strangers. Click that link in the description below. And uh, and be safe, everybody. We love you so much. Oh, Owando. Owando <laughs> Cat Kiernando Cat. Oh, with a nice, awesome name change. Last minute with the 20 euros says, good night. Good night, Owando Cat. <laughs>